In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In this uh, first meditation of the day, we'll consider creation and our place in creation. We have a calling, a vocation to, to holiness, and, and we do so as sons of God. What, what great dignity we have being named sons of God. We have this divine filiation, which St. Josemaria said is the, the very basis of the spiritual life of Opus Dei. In the gospel today, I think this can give us a, a nice context to consider our place in creation and God's love for us, his mercy. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. This is the, the refinement of Jesus here. Here's this man who's ailing, he's, he's, he, he needs something that, that has to be fixed, right? Just like that Samaritan woman that we considered last night in our meditation, she, you know, she had something in her soul that, that our Lord wanted to help her with. And here's this, uh, this, what, this deaf mute, which can be seen as a symbol of need for purification. Oftentimes in scripture we see like leprosy, it's not the physical ailment itself that is anything sinful, but it's, it's like a symbol of a need for purification for God's grace. So here's this deaf mute, and Jesus uh, took him off by himself away from the crowd. Just how good Jesus is, the refinement of Jesus. And this is like a retreat. That's what, a, that's what our Lord is doing with us right now in this retreat. He's taking us aside, just Jesus and me, away from the crowd, in order to heal us. Because we do have our ailments, our, our, our sins, uh, you know, our need for, for purification. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. How close our Lord gets to us. He, he touches us he, where we need to be healed. This man is a deaf mute, so he touched, our Lord touches his ears. That's it. And he, he puts his finger on his tongue. I mean, he wants to be that close. God wants to be that close to us. St. Augustine says that God is in me more than I am in myself. How, the intimacy of God, the love of God for us. Let's really thank him for that and allow him to take us aside privately. Maybe we have a resistance. Maybe this fellow, I don't know, is a bit embarrassed by his situation. Uh, no, Jesus, I, I, well, I guess he couldn't say it, but he could, he could make it known that, no, I don't, I'm, I'm okay, I'm, don't worry about me. No, he, he goes with Jesus in that, in that um, privacy, and, and, and Jesus wants to heal him. Where he needs to be healed, Jesus put his finger in the, the man's ears, and spitting touched his tongue. He, he can walk. He's, he's not lame. Jesus doesn't have to touch his legs. He, where do I need to be healed? Am I allowing the Lord to touch me in my 
in my sinfulness, but not just in general, yes, Jesus, thank you, you're so merciful. No, uh, my pride. Jesus touched me where I have, I have pride, where, where I, I don't let other people express their opinion, where I'm constantly judging others, where I, I'm making gossipy comments. There, Lord, touch me there if, if that's what I need. Or in my, in my envy, Lord, I just, I just am constantly looking at the others. I want to keep up with the others. I'm not happy because the others have things or talents that I don't have. Lord, touch me there. Or my lust. Lord, purify me. I, I, I don't want that. It's not proper to a man of Christ. And, and I need your help, Lord, wherever it be. My laziness and my avarice. I'm just always... The Lord wants to touch us. He wants to heal us. And a retreat, again, a wonderful opportunity for that. And then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephpatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. Behold, I make all things new. That's what Jesus wants to do for us. He ordered them not to tell anyone. But the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Quite a, a compliment our Lord receives from the crowd. St. Josemaria liked this phrase, He has done all things well. Bene omnia feci. It's like a little biography of Jesus, and one that we should try to imitate. Bene omnia fece. Let's try to do all things well. You know, starting with this retreat, for example, to pray well, to, to, to listen to the Lord, to, to open our heart to Him. Let, allow Him to take us aside privately and, and heal us. Yes, there's a good way to make a retreat. <laughs> Avoiding distractions and whatnot. And then, of course, our life in general. He has done all things well. Let's just try to offer up our best to the Lord. We should try to do as humanly perfect as possible the things that are within our realm and offer that to God. St. Josemaria said we wouldn't want to offer shoddy work to God. And we do see so we have faults, and, and, and we want to you know, work on those, and that, that's part of the Christian life. Uh, th th this uh, adventure. St. Josemir said we should go about it with a sporting spirit. In, in get-togethers, at times he would imitate a pole vaulter, you know, making, get on one uh, part of the stage and, and, and imitate having a, a pole in his hand, going sort of, you know, jogging a bit toward the other side, and uh, doesn't get over, failure. Goes back, tries again. Uh, doesn't happen that time either. I think you get three chances in pole vaulting, I'm not sure. Anyway, the third time, okay, we made it. So we just, life is a bit like that. Keep, we keep trying. And we have to laugh at ourselves a bit and realize you know, yeah, that we're sinners and, and God loves us. And Charles Schultz uh, wrote one of these little Charlie Brown cartoons. You see Charlie saying, sort of thinking to himself, Sometimes I lie awake night sometimes I lie awake at night and ask where have I gone wrong Then a voice says to me 
this is going to take more than one night. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we got a couple of nights left here at our retreat. And with a lot of peace, a retreat, a peaceful encounter with the Blessed Trinity. God loves us and he wants us to be joyful. He wants to be holy and therefore, yes, I, where have I gone wrong? Where do I need to make a step forward? Uh, Lord, take away from me anything that takes me away from you. It's the attitude of St. Josemaria, a beautiful prayer of St. Josemaria. That can be very practical. You know, Lord, take away from me anything that takes me away from you. And we can, in a retreat, in an examination of conscience, we can ponder that. What takes me away from the Lord? And whatever it be, little things, big things, that way I treat that loved one at home, if it's not filled with charity, if there's a lot of sarcasm and, and uh, I don't know, lack of charity, anger, uh, that's taking me away from the Lord. Or if I show up late for work or just scroll through the news all day or a lot of the time at work when I should be working, that is taking me away from the Lord. When I go off daydreaming about things that aren't proper to my, my sonship, that's taking me away from the Lord. So we can move, we can work on these things, try to improve them for the love of God. O oh God, you are my God, for whom I have been searching earnestly. My soul yearns for you, and my body thirsts for you. I have gazed upon you in the sanctuary, so that I may behold your power and your glory. Indeed, from Psalm 63, this prayer of longing, this psalm of longing, we long to be with the Lord. And for starters, we can look at creation. That, that can help us, how good God is. Of course, we have perhaps considered the creation account right from the beginning of, uh, of sacred scripture in Genesis. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And then the story of creation continues. We won't go into it here, but there's that refrain after each day. God saw that it was good. Creation is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the world. We, we should give thanks when we are walking out in the streets or, or I don't know, see a sunset or, or use a machine that helps us in our work uh, or, or make this retreat in this beautiful oratory here in Manhattan. God saw that it was good. Thank you, Lord. And I want to... Uh, use these things, benefit from these things in order to give you glory and to serve my neighbor. That's the point of creation is to give glory to God, really to worship God. The, obviously sin gets in the way. Adam and Eve, you know, they, they wanted, the, the, the devil tempted them and they grabbed, you know, they, they, instead, of, instead of receiving, which is God wants to give us everything that we need. He gave Adam and Eve everything they needed to be happy, but there's that something. And, and we can do that too, we're gonna grab. Instead of simply receive God's goodness, His grace, we, we you know, I don't know, that apple, the tree, you know, be like God. Oh Lord, help me and purify me there. Take away from me 
anything that takes me away from you. I have gazed upon you in the sanctuary so that I may behold your power and your glory. That's the solution. Whenever we find ourselves in a difficult situation like this deaf mute or like that Samaritan woman or the woman caught in adultery or even Dismas, his last moments, he's about to die crucified and he has these sins on his soul. He's a thief or a murderer, whatever it was, serious sins. But there's Jesus. Jesus, remember me when you go into your kingdom. Today, you will be with me in paradise. How good God is. It's just, let's follow Him. Let's let give our heart to Him. Let's trust in Him when we have these, uh, these difficulties that we all have. As I was impressed by the, the story of Esther in the Old Testament, a Jewish woman who is brought into the... Um, well, then she becomes queen there under the pagan king because of her, her beauty. Esther found favor in the eyes of all who saw her. And when Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the 10th month, the king loved Esther more than all the women. And she found grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen. God's ways are not our, our ways. Allow the Lord to place us where we can serve. In this case, for case of Esther, she was made queen. Now the king promoted Haman the Agatite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. Now, Haman clearly has a, a pride problem, a power-hungry problem. All the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and did obeisance to Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai, the Jewish uncle of Esther, who's basically adopted her and raised her. But Mordecai did not bow down. You know, he says, no, I'm not going to bow down to Haman. I have my God. I know the true God. Then they told Haman about Mordecai. Haman was filled with fury. Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole kingdom. Then the king's secretaries were summoned on the 13th day of the first month, and an edict, according to all that Haman commanded, was written to the king's satraps and to the governors over all the provinces and to the princes of all the peoples, to every province in its own script, and every people in its own language. It was written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring. Letters were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces to destroy, to slay, and to annihilate all Jews 
young and old, women and children, in one day, the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. So that's the situation the Jewish people are in. Destruction, total destruction. What's the solution? God. Esther, the queen, seized with deathly anxiety, fled to the Lord. She took off her splendid apparel and put on the garments of distress and mourning. And instead of costly perfume, she covered her head with ashes. And she utterly humbled her body and every part that she loved to adorn, she covered with her tangled hair. And she prayed to the Lord God of Israel. The humility, the penance of Esther here. It's not about yeah, my, my persona, my beauty, my, what do people think of me? No, she, she's going to God. She's going to beg God for the people of Israel. Oh, my Lord, thou only art our king. Help me who am alone and have no helper but thee, for my danger is in my hand. And she goes on with this beautiful prayer to the Lord in her humility, in her feeling alone, even to approach the king without his permission could be capital punishment. But Esther, with faith, intervening for her people, approaches the king. And the king has listened to her, and Haman is done away with, and the people are saved. O oh God, you are my God, for whom I have been searching earnestly. My soul yearns for you. We need God. God, we, we approach you. <laughs> yes. yes, sometimes I lay awake at night, God, and I just see, where have I gone wrong? What's, this, what's going on? Well, we pray. We, we trust in God, God who loves us so much, God who has made us his children, and he's made us sons of God. And so we are. God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that, that we might have life. And therefore, again, we rejoice. God, is, God loves us. <laughs> With St. Paul, writing to the Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let all men know your forbearance. The Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's what, that's what Esther did. <laughs> that's what people of faith do. We, we, our Lord said, without me, you can do nothing. But how is my prayer? Do I, do I talk to God? Do I beg God? In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, we see that part four, we're called to be beggars before the Lord in our prayer. And all this with, with, with the great uh, humility and, and, and trust, uh, certain naturalness in a way. I mean, God wants, we were friends of God. Our Lord said at the Last Supper to the apostles, I, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. The St. Josemaria said, we're friends of God. Have trust in God. Be with, walk with God. Uh, it's like this uh, little poem by a fellow named Frank, O'Hara uh, was a curator at MoMA here in New York. 
died at the age of 40, getting a tragic accident on Fire Island. Anyway, I remember being at the MoMA some, a couple of years ago, I saw a, a collection of his poems there, a display, exhibit, and I just, just the simplicity of this poem he wrote. Oh God, it's wonderful to get out of bed and drink too much coffee and smoke too many cigarettes and love you so much. Just, just come from, I, I think you can call that prayer from the heart. This is life. It, thank you, Lord, it's wonderful. Just get out of bed and begin my day. Now we can, we can substitute what we want here. You know, you know, but our life, God is with us. I will be your God and you will be my people. Well, let's allow the Lord to, to really be our God and not, not that uh, grabbing for the apple like Adam and Eve or, or like Haman who wanted all that power and people to bow to him. No, Lord, I want you to be king. I want you to be, my, you are my God. And so with great uh, simplicity, really, great trust, like we see, and it sort of says like this, this poem here in a way, just prayer here, silence. We've considered that, the need for silence in these days of retreat. There's certain, a certain power in silence. Just to be with God, sometimes words are, are un, a lot of times, words are unnecessary. Just be still and know that I am God. I was like that, the, 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 in that first scene, first act and first scene of King Lear, tragedy of King Lear, and the first words of Cordelia, his, his youngest daughter, of his three daughters, he's, he's, spread, he's, he's old and going to give away, you know, spread out his kingdom among his three daughters. But um, he, he sort of wants their, uh, I don't know what he wants, he wants them to, I don't know, sort of like say how great he is. Or at least they, you know, the first two daughters, Goneril and Reagan, uh, they want the inheritance. They want their piece of the kingdom, so they lavish insincere words of love on the king. Cordelia is the one who really loves the king. And when it's her turn to speak, the first words we hear from her, and it's an aside basically to herself, as the other two daughters are praising the king, their father, what shall Cordelia speak? Love and be silent. She doesn't need to say a bunch of accolades to the king. She loves him. It's been clear. Her life has been love. Love and be silent. Well, you see what happens after that. That's where the in a sense the tragedy begins. But it is good for us to, in a sense, to love and be silent. To be with God. God who loves us unconditionally. God who wants to help us along in this, in this retreat, to purify us, to, to take us aside and touch us in our ear, in our mouth, wherever, to, to help us along to, 
open up, that that man's tongue was loosed. He was able to proclaim the goodness of the Lord, for sure, with that that healing that he received from Jesus. Lord, it is good to be here. St. Peter said that at the Transfiguration. Lord, it is good for us to be here. That that same Jesus who was transfigured there on the mount is the same one who's here with us in the tabernacle. Indeed, Jesus, it is good for us to be here. There's a a book written by a fellow named Ralph Moody, a series of of books, memoirs, essentially, of his life, his family back in the, I think back in the late 1800s, they moved from the East Coast out to Colorado and started a new life there. And the father, a good man, had to, you know, had to get, had to figure it out, you know, start a ranch. It was tough, they were failures, but they got it going, he's a good worker and a good man. And, and his son at the time, eight, just loved his father and just really respected his father greatly. His father was a, a certain sense a quiet man, just worked and showed his love with his, with his actions. And in one of the parts of the memoir, this, this author writes, you know, he's a little kid, he's a little kid, looking back when he was a little kid, I don't know just how long we were out there, but it must have been 10 or 15 minutes. We didn't talk. We just stood there leaning on the gate and watching Sky eat his horse. Father was different from most people. You didn't have to talk much to visit with him. You just imagine the, the pride of that boy, that, that son next to his father, just, just observing the, you know, the, 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 the horse, the corral, the mountains in the background. Just, I'm with dad. I'm, I'm in the right place. It's good for me to be here. I know dad loves me. That's good. And God our father? Wow, how good he is. So let's really thrive. Let's, let's take advantage of this great, um, this great gift of our divine filiation, that we are in a special place within creation. And with God, all things are possible, reading scripture. St. Josemir writes in The Forge, draw strength from your divine filiation. God is a father, your father, full of warmth and infinite love. Call him Father frequently and tell him when you're alone that you love him, that you love him very much, and that you feel proud and strong because you are his son. Indeed, this this Father who loves us so much and this Father who is so merciful, because we do need the mercy of God our Father. And we need not hide away or be afraid for him to approach us and say, hey, let me take you aside privately. Ooh, no, I don't, no, Father, I don't want you to see the wretchedness of my soul. There's a lot of darkness. There's just things I'm not proud of. I, I just, I'll, I'll just sort of hide on the sidelines. No, no, God loves us and we wanna be free. There's this man's tongue was loose. His ears were open. It's a whole new life. Indeed, Lord, behold. Thank you, Lord. Behold, I make all things new. Our Lord wants to say, 
not just, not just at the end of time in the new Jerusalem, but within each one of us. He wants to renew us, to make us new. We need it. And, and we have this wonderful Father. And another, one of his books, or a letter that St. Josemaria wrote, Divine Filiation. When we have this marvelous conviction, we will not lose our serenity. It enables us to feel secure and to return if we have gone astray in some skirmish of our daily struggle, or even when it is some big defeat. Whatever, nothing can take away the love of God for us. The only sin is the sin against the Holy Spirit, when basically we give up. <laughs> Not even God can save me from this. Well, that's a sin. That's a sin against the Holy Spirit. God can do all things. So even if it's a big defeat, God, God is love. He's my Father. He's, he's, he's not going away, unless I push Him away. Because, because of our weakness, we can go astray. And in fact, sometimes we do go astray. Let us feel that we are truly children of God and return to Him gratefully, certain of being received by our Heavenly Father. How good God is. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to our Blessed Mother. She brings us to Jesus. She brings us to God. St. Josemaria says, to Jesus we always go, and to Him we always return through Mary. That, that's what Mary wants. And she's like Esther in a way, or Esther's, a, I would say, like a type of Mary, a prefigurant of Mary in a way. She saved. Yes, Mary saves us in a way. And she doesn't care about her own yeah, so beauty. She's beautiful beyond imagination for us, but she just wants us to be with God. Mary brings us to God. Well, let's thank her for that and, and, and be very close to her too as we make these days of, um, yeah, these days of, of a prayer, these days of grace. Lord, you can do all things. You can make all things new. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.